Soul Recovery is not just this podcast. It is a community. And each month on the first Monday, we get together on Zoom to support each other. I give a topic, then we break into small groups. It's a powerful way to be seen and witnessed and heard and supported through your own soul recovery journey. This is free to attend and open to everyone. Go to the website to register. The next one is May 6th from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Also, in June on the 8th and 9th is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. For this episode of Recover Your Soul, I wanted to share with you an interview that I did a few weeks ago with spiritual teacher and someone I'm lucky enough to call my friend, Crystal Joukowsky. She lives in my area, and she has an incredible story of transformation to tell because she is eighth-generation Mormon, and she had to find a way to become her true self to step away from the norms and the expectations of generations of belief and structure and find her own spiritual home. And you know, in soul recovery, I feel that it's important that we each are whatever our higher power is for us, that we are learning to connect and deepen that relationship for ourselves. And that can really mean that you have to step out in faith from something that has been what it was for generations. It's a big deal. And this interview with Crystal is just such an extraordinary example of listening to the guidance, finding your strength, finding your way. And for her, it's led to an incredibly deep spiritual life, which includes coaching and teaching and all the things that she does and has to offer. I know she's been an inspiration to me, and I think she'll be an inspiration to you too. Enjoy the episode. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism, control addiction, and codependency. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change. Outer positive results in our lives will follow. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, and subscribe to receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media and join the private Facebook group to support each other and connect. For an extra episode each week and to support this podcast, become a Patreon member or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. Welcome back to Recover Your Soul. I'm Rachel Harrison, and I am joined today by my incredible and wonderful friend, Crystal Joukowsky. Hi, how are you? I'm so glad to be here. I'm so excited because I'm actually (laughs) sitting at Crystal's podcast studio, and I'll just tell a quick story about how I met her, and then she can tell you a little bit about herself. I came to this amazing property outside of the town that I live in to a memorial service of somebody that was a really wonderful friend. And it was this incredible property with a labyrinth and a tree house and a tea house. And the pathways have these incredible stone mosaics and the gardens were just beautiful. And I said, who lives here and how do I find this person? And luckily you had a card in your tea house And I went and found you on Instagram, and it was immediately drawn to what you were offering and messaged you on Instagram and said, hey, can we meet for tea? And you said yes. 
I I did say yes. I was I was actually very blown away that somebody at that memorial because I was out of town. I was on a birthday girls trip celebration for myself, and um, so I missed that memorial. And I was blown away that somebody that was at the memorial had like taken my card and sought me out because I had put all of my other stuff away. Like I had intentionally made sure that there was no advertisement kind of thing mm-hmm. because that was a sacred moment. So I was really kind of shocked. And this isn't a rental center. So it isn't like you were hoping that people would see it. It's really an incredible oasis of your making to create this retreat center for the spiritual development that you offer people. So with all that said, we met for tea in her beautiful tea house and just was immediately drawn to you and your story. And we've become good friends ever since. And I'm just so grateful for your friendship and your counsel. You're someone that I come to for counsel. And I just have really appreciated all of your kindness and love to me. And see, I feel the same way about you. I feel like you counsel me and you support me and you encourage me so much. And I'm just like, gosh, I hope she's getting as much out of this as I am, because I just am very often almost dumbfounded and grateful for how you chose to come into my life because you didn't have to do that and yet you chose. So thank you for for choosing to connect us and make sure that we got to create this wonderful friendship and connection that we have. And even more than that, I think it's a testament to spirit because right before I had come to that memorial service, I had been journaling about needing to find my tribe to connect with more people that were on this path with me and this miracle happened. So I just, as a reminder for everybody that it comes when you ask. And so I feel like this was what I asked for and you came. So I'm so grateful. Yeah. I have a saying that the universe is speaking. Are you listening? Mm -hmm. Are you listening? And so you listened. Yeah. So here we are. So now we're in her podcast studio. And I asked her to be on the podcast because one of the things that I really found incredible about Crystal is she has this incredible transformation story. And Recover Your Soul is about personal transformation. It's about following your guidance, turning within, taking control of yourself, which is the only thing you have control of in the whole world, releasing the need to please others and finding your own way. I am so grateful that are able to tell this amazing story. So will you tell us a little bit about Crystal and how you got here? (laughs) I will. And feel free to stop me because once I start, I just kind of ramble and go and go and go. I was born and raised Mormon. I'm an eighth generation Mormon, Mm. which means that in, in that religion, they let you know the hardships of the people who came before you and what they went through so that you could have the privilege of being a part of this religion. Eighth generation means I go all the way back to Joseph Smith. Wow. Like, that's a lot of guilt and weight to put on somebody as they're growing up through life. And every time you hear about it and every time you hear about the pioneers that came across the valley and and all the persecution they went through, it's like, yeah, they did that so that I can be here. So it really kept these chains around you to keep you rooted and grounded Mm -hmm. in that religion. There's no way that you would want to say that somebody else's suffering was not worth it. They're suffering on your behalf. And I say that in air quotes because that's the way that it is made to feel. Mm -hmm. They suffered so that I can have freedom. And so I lived, I born, raised, lived in that religion. Many of my decisions were very much governed by the religion, by what I'm supposed to do, by what others expected me to do, where I was supposed to go. I didn't really date in high school because none of the men, none of the young men were Mormon, Mm -hmm. which meant that they couldn't take me to the temple, which meant that it would not be a forever relationship, which meant that why would I waste my time, Mm -hmm. which meant that I didn't really have the opportunity to figure out what kind of person I would want to marry. Does that make sense? You're not dating and finding, ooh, I really don't like that trade and I really do like that trade and trying to understand yourself. You're just or how you work in another relationship. It's constricting which so many of us come from this place, whether it is 
a religion or a culture mm-hmm. or whatever the doctrines are in our in our family structure that teach us really early on to be good, yeah. to be good and to follow the rules. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's it. The follow the rules, follow the expectations, mm-hmm. follow what's there. Ironically, it was in high school that I had my first thought, maybe this religion, hmm. I went to church with my girlfriend, um, whom I I am friends with to this day, and I'm so grateful for her. She's fantastic. She lives up in Cheyenne. I went to church with her. I don't remember which church it was. And I remember sitting there. She had a pastor. I think it was either Catholic or Lutheran. As I listened to the lesson, as I went through Sunday school with her, as I experienced their beliefs and the way that they brought them across. At that young age, I thought, why is any other religion right or wrong? Because it felt similar. Yeah. I was like, we all have similar teachings. We might be saying it in a different vocabulary, but we're saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. There is a higher power that helps to guide us in our lives if we choose to tune in and ask for help. Why is one way or another wrong? Mm -hmm. So that was my first, hmm, Okay, let me think about this. Mm -hmm. Fast forward a little bit. I ended up finding a return missionary that I could then marry and be in the temple and do what was expected. And it was not a great marriage. We really didn't know each other. We hadn't, we were both following the expectations that had been laid out before us. And five years into that marriage, we were having a particularly rough moment. And this was my next spiritual awakening. Because in that rough moment, when he was spewing words at me that were very unkind Mm -hmm. and angry, I was curled up in the fetal position at the front door, and I was sobbing, Mm -hmm. and I was so upset. And in that moment, this voice came to me and said, it's okay, you're not alone, we're here, Mm -hmm. and this is not forever. Now, you have to put this in context of a Mormon person. You're taught that there's a Holy Spirit. One. I heard, we're here. Mm. Am I nuts? What's going on? On the one hand, it spoke such peace to my heart and soul that I knew that it was good and true because everything I had been taught in that religion was if your heart finds peace, if you are asking for help and you find peace, then that is the Holy Spirit talking to you, and that's good. But I heard, we are here. We are with you. You're not alone, and simultaneously soothing and terrifying. My grandmother heard voices, Mm. and she had been on medication for those voices all of her life. And I thought, okay, am I crazy like my grandma, or is there something else? Is this right and good? So that was, oh my gosh, that was over 20 years ago that I started listening And I started testing it, and I would tune in, and I would ask the next time something horrible was going on, the next time we were mincing words with each other, I'd check in, hey, are you still there? We're here. Am I okay? Yes. You're not alone. This will pass. We're with you. It's so powerful. Yeah, right? To have this guiding gift. I kept it to myself. For a very, very long time because I was afraid to let anybody know that I was feeling something different. Because knowing that there were multiple spirits watching over me and with me when I was struggling, is that deemed witchcraft? Is that something outside the bounds? Have I crossed a line? Is that, and yet it's, it, it felt so right to me that I, I had to hide this part of myself. I was still operating like normal within the church. I was still working in the young women. I was going to girls camp. I was teaching and spreading myself thin by serving other people's needs. Constantly a people pleaser because I had been taught that you take on other people's burdens to make their burdens light and you ignore your own So I was constantly serving, constantly going, constantly in this burnout, lots of energy, burnout, lots of energy pattern, and I'm listening to this voice. Well, one day, I found theater, and there were a lot of little events, and in the interest of time, I'll save that story for later, but it was once I found theater that I found self-worth, and I realized that it was okay to take a step on my own path, and that's when my spirit guides said, It's okay. 
You're mm-hmm. ready. It's time. Now, all of that time, from the time that I first heard them until the time that it was time to let go of the marriage and the life that I had chosen into, it was nine years. I was in that marriage for nine more years, constantly listening to those guides. And I listened to those guides throughout my divorce. And they were a gift because I would have reacted a certain way. Other people around me counseled me to react a different way. And I would always ask, okay, what do I do here? What's right? What will support my kids? What will support me? What is the best outcome for everyone involved, not just me? You know, mm-hmm. there's there are more lives being affected by every choice you make when you choose to get out of a relationship. And yes, you need to protect yourself and take care of yourself if you've brought other lives into this, you need to be aware of that too. How do you balance that and how do you make sure that it's okay? And mine happened to be this gift, which was my connection to this guiding spirit. If I had handled things the way that I wanted to, my kids would not be as close to me as they are. My husband and I would not be on speaking terms. Right. You know, my life would be probably a lot sadder right now because. It wouldn't have been a nice thing. It wouldn't have been a nice path to take. So finding that strength, you had this amazing connection to spirit guides, to guidance, to inner wisdom, to higher power, to whatever people call it. Mm -hmm. What else was there in the strength of you? Where did you find that part of you that said, It's okay for me to walk away from what my entire culture, my entire upbringing has said, this is what you do. That's a really good question. And I'm sitting here thinking that it was really me finding my voice. Mm -hmm. It was really me realizing that I had value and worth as a human being, which was more than quote unquote, just as a mom or just as a wife or just in service of other people. I, myself, me, as a whole human being, I have value. Mm. And that was not something that I had thought or been taught or believed before. That came from theater. That came from being surrounded by people who are excited for you, who want the best for you. They are supportive of where you want to go and what you want to do. It's a bunch of strangers who have come together to create some show. Mm -hmm. They have a common ground. And then as soon as that show's over, generally speaking, everybody just kind of takes off on their own and does their own thing. And you largely don't necessarily connect with them again unless you might make a really close bond with one or two of them. This cast, there were 30 plus people in the cast to this day. Half of us get together at my Christmas party. Wow. That is how transformative learning my worth was. And it took surrounding myself with people who were encouraging me to be bigger, be better, Mm -hmm. instead of surrounding myself with people who wanted to keep me in the confines of that cultural expectation to stay small, to stay in the norm. I think the breaking out and seeing your worth is so profound. And so I love that you're sharing this story because especially as women, there's this part of us that says we need to be good moms and good wives. And and it doesn't mean that every marriage doesn't have issues. I mean, I, I speak very candidly about the complications of my marriage, which I'm still in, but There was never a time, even in Richard and I's darkest times, that I felt like I was betraying who I was. Mm -hmm. I knew that so much of what was going on with me was my own stuff. And I look at the intensity of your background, and I see the sparkle in you (laughs) because we've had all this time together now. And I just love that you were guided to a place where you could be seen And I think sometimes we don't even recognize in our lives these guidances that are taking us to places where we can get filled up and be seen in different ways and to give ourselves permission 
to be somebody different than we are when we're a mom or a wife. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned at the top of the show about intuition and the universe speaking and saying, mm-hmm. hey, you know, you should do this and and giving you that direction and you followed it, right? For those nine years, I was still asking for direction. What should I do? How should I do it? How do I improve? You know, I was constantly asking how, and there may have been plenty of times because it's it's a muscle that you have to work up, right? You you don't automatically just start hearing your guides. You actually have to stop and listen, check in, and eventually it gets stronger and stronger and you're more able to hear them and tune in quicker. I'm sure that there were several of moments in that nine years where they had brought an opportunity to me and I had chosen out of whatever opportunity mm-hmm. they had brought. Just weren't ready. I wasn't ready. But for some reason, that show came and I chose in. We are presented with opportunities all the time. And we choose one way or the other, what's going to serve me or what's not going to serve me. And once I finally decided to change, no, I am choosing me this time. And I recognize that that means that I need to cook dinner and have it on the table before I go to rehearsal. And when I come home from rehearsal, I'll be the one doing the dishes and starting a load of laundry before I go to bed. I recognize that I will have to do a little bit more work so that I can leave the kids with the husband while I go expand my horizons Mm -hmm. and find some joy. I had to choose in. And we all have that ability. We all have those opportunities. It's just when do we choose? And once I did, I started finding my voice. Mm. And that's when I was like, wait a minute. It's like those those blinders came off and there was this whole <laughs> new world of joy and possibilities. And I was laughing genuinely instead of that fake mask that I had put on for everybody else who thought that I was just this bubbly, effervescent person. Mm-hmm. Instead of faking through it, and just digging in to continue surviving, it was now, oh my gosh, that was amazing. Can we do it again? Yeah. I want to do another one. And I did, I would say, 15 shows in the first four years. Wow. Because it felt so good. It meant that I was choosing myself again. And I was choosing to nurture that self-worth and that voice and that strength instead of dipping a toe in and then running away. Because I could have run away. I could have said, okay, well, no, let's go back into my shell and continue in this marriage and continue in the belief system that has been presented to me. I didn't. Yeah. (laughs) And you are not somebody who's like way out there in your belief system. What I love about you is something that I think resonates with a lot of the people that I've worked with is when you've had a heavy structure of a belief system and you're breaking out of that and you're breaking into a place where you're like, I'm going to decide what higher power is for me. I'm going to have my own personal relationship with spirit. I'm going to define for myself what is right for me. It can feel really blasphemous. It can really (laughs) feel like you're going to be damned. And it's really terrifying. Yeah. And the strength to be able to say, I can have whatever my relationship with higher power, whatever you want to call it is, and move in a different direction. And that's why coming to your retreat center that you've built, this incredible, beautiful place that is just filled with, for me, with divine energy. It's just beautiful, and it just feels beautiful. So tell me a little bit about moving out of that place where what you call spirit guides were encouraging you to be able to divorce in a healthy way and to do what was best for everybody involved. And then how did you discover (laughs) what was next for you? Well, through theater, I found a friend who is very much into spirits, and she can see deceased. And she's also very another one who is very aware of our spirit guides and all of the people um, who are loving and nurturing us that we cannot necessarily see. And so I started finding teachers. I started tuning in and asking 
my higher power, the, my guides, the universe, to show me who do I need to learn from next? Mm-hmm. What do I need to learn now? And at one point, we actually moved from Colorado to Utah for a couple of years because my son was failing in school. It was the best thing that we could have done. He had his junior and senior year to go through. We moved to a completely different state. On the one hand, it was terrifying because we were moving back to Utah, mm-hmm. which meant we were moving back into the cradle. Mm-hmm. And uh, we moved into a house where the young men leader was right across the street and another leader was to our right and another leader was to our left. And we were very surrounded and we had this young man. So they were like, hey, we're so glad you're here. <laughs> um, but in the same aspect, moving there, I ended up getting into massage therapy and I went to this massage therapy school that combined anatomy and physiology with the energetic side of everything. Mm. So we learned about Reiki. We learned about crystals. We learned about how you're taking on other people's energy when you are giving a massage so you need to protect yourself. We learned about aromatherapy and acutherapy and all these fabulous things, and it just further opened me up, right? Mm -hmm. It was, oh, there's a possibility. Let's soak that in for a while. Oh, there's another one. Let's soak that in for a while. And then for my birthday, I asked my husband if I could go on a retreat with a shaman. Because you'd been remarried by now. Yes. Okay. I'd been remarried by now. And um, and I ended up going on this retreat with a shaman. And I spent a week just at their feet learning and expanding and growing. And so then I met with another one and then another one. I was this, ugh, this insatiable sponge taking it all in and learning so much. And I was so thrilled because, oh, there's more to it than what everyone has told me. And in learning from every one of those, the beautiful thing, the amazing thing was how it validated my thoughts from when I was in high school. Mm. Wait a minute. We're all saying the same damn thing. We're using different vocabulary. And some people like that and some people don't like that. We're saying the same thing. Yeah, We're using different terminology, which means that whether I call it a higher power, the universe, God, Holy Spirit, I don't, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. And the exciting thing is that that means that we don't have to fight each other anymore, right? right? So I can sit down with a client and I can talk to you about where you're at. And because I understand that it's just different terminology, I can ask about your terminology and I can speak and work with you in that terminology. And I can believe wholeheartedly in what we're talking about because I know There's no difference. Yeah, Yeah. I feel exactly the same. Even more and more and more, the more I get deeper into my spiritual life, the more I feel it's the same. And the more I want to embrace everybody else's belief systems. Yeah, I was raised a certain way, but if there's somebody who is Mormon or has fundamental Christian beliefs, I don't have any part of me that thinks there's anything different. It's all the same. And I want to embrace exactly where they're at. And I can feel it and I can see it. And it's it feels so uh, connecting instead of having us fighting about it. Yeah. I don't need a divide. Mm-mm. I really don't want a divide. I would really much rather have that connection and that camaraderie and the knowledge that we're both spirit beings have a, having a human experience. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. <laughs> That's really hard. So how can we help each other through it? And if that means that you need to find a different religion, a different set of vocabulary, then I wholly support you in doing that. When I when I talk with people who are really struggling with with the religious aspect of it and and where they're at, I talk about the fact that life is like a buffet. Religion is like a buffet. There all different types of religion. And some people are going to want the salad buffet. Some are going to want the soup buffet. Some are going to want nothing but sweets. Others are going to want something from everything. Mm. And the beautiful thing is that you can pick and choose. Mm. So you can say, I want this religion because it feeds most of my buffet. And every now and then I might go over to this one. And it may be that you say, I don't need a religion. I simply need to commune with the earth every now and then, or I simply need to meditate, or I have a different type of spirituality that I like to enjoy, Mm -hmm. you know, because it doesn't matter as long as you are feeding your spiritual soul, as long as you are finding that connection with a higher power, the power that is able to nurture you on your highest path. Fabulous. It may be terrifying because you're going against 
quote unquote, I want to say, quote unquote, I want to, I want you to hear that in air quotes going against your religion. But the fact of the matter is you're not necessarily going against it. You're just understanding those religious teachings in a different light. Yeah. I love that. That's so beautifully said because I think that we can be so hard on ourselves and guilt and shame are such foundational pieces of things that block us. And ultimately, my belief is that the teachings, when you listen to any of the teachings, it's about love and acceptance, mm -hmm. love and acceptance, love and acceptance. Yeah. I just gave a, a talk on Sunday at a spiritual center and not being raised Christian, I don't really know a lot of the Bible study, Bible stories. And I was reading about faith and faith. I've always heard faith the size of a mustard seed, but I hadn't heard the rest of the of the actual Bible quote, which says, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you could tell a mountain to move and it would move. Well, that's a pretty big statement, you know? Yeah. And so you think it's really telling us about possibility and potential and love and light. And so what I love about your story is there can be this aspect that comes from spirituality and from religion that keeps people feeling like they have to follow rules and they have to conform and they have to do something to be recognized and seen and accepted. Mm -hmm. And when I look at you, what I see again is just this incredible light, you know, that was brave enough to step out into a different belief, brave enough to leave a marriage that was expected, brave enough to choose somebody that was more attuned to who you are and has fostered you to be completely yourself and to have a life that is more in what I believe spirit wants for you, which includes <laughs> sharing with other people. Yeah. That is a passion of mine. Mm -hmm. When when you talk about passions and what really drives you as a human being, talking about me as a human being, it's literally if I can inspire one person one person mm -hmm. to say, I'm worth it. I'm going to try. I'm going to step outside of the expectations. I'm going to step outside of the societal belief and choose my own authentic way of being. If I can be that voice or that person that says, hey, you are beautiful. You are absolutely worth it. And if you can't believe in yourself right now, let me believe in you for a little while mm -hmm. to help you get further on that road. Because it's so amazing when we embrace ourselves for ourselves, because then we give other people permission to embrace themselves too. Mm. And then that grows and it continues to grow. And instead of a society where we're holding each other back and pushing each other down, we end up with a society where we're all encouraging each other to grow. We're encouraging each other to check in and be loving and positive and supportive. Like if I could make the whole world be what that theater experience was for mm -hmm. me, <laughs> we'd all be good. We would all be so good, mm -hmm. you know? When surrounding ourselves with people that encourage us and bring us up and believe our big ideas, one of the things that I love about when we first met is I hadn't really met somebody else who's in the same business space is me, who is so passionate about spirituality and helping people like I am. And it has a podcast and is a coach and, and does these things. And what I immediately felt and was so grateful for was it was all about encouragement and not about competition. And right away, we started giving each other like, have you tried this? And have you looked at this? And I love that because I just think the more that you surround yourself with people who see you and want the best for you, there is more than enough for everyone that we don't have to compete against each other, that we can love each other and see the beauty in each other. And it isn't always easy to find those people. Sometimes you have to be willing to let go of the ones that are safe to find the ones that really can help light you up and help you be your fullest self. Well, it's terrifying because in the same aspect, do I really believe that I can be there? Mm. Somebody else is going to believe that I can be there. And that's really scary because if they believe, then maybe I have to step into that light mm. and step into the possibilities. That's and true. 
man. I'll fear just... of success is yeah. as true as fear of failure. Yeah. Absolutely. So finding someone that can encourage us and believe in us when we have lost that belief in ourselves is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> I was thinking about how one of the gifts that you gave me was about the spirit guides because the first time we met and you told that story about the spirit guide talking to you and I and I thought to myself, I don't I don't think I have a spirit guide. I don't think I hear it like that. And yet when I'm working with people, words come to me that did not come from me. Mm-hmm. And messages come through that are not me, that I feel I'm supposed to relate to somebody, which is amazing. And so through that conversation that we had, it opened up for me the awareness that you may call it spirit guide and somebody else may call it intuition and somebody else may call it something else, but it's all the same, just like religions, right? Mm -hmm. And it popped something in me that has continued to grow And then guidance was, then I listened to one of her podcasts and it was about Akashic Records. And then it made me interested in Akashic Records. And so then I started studying Akashic Records. And I wouldn't have had that, which was such a gift to me to be able to listen to my inner voice as it comes to me. And I just thank you for that. And I hope that it opens up for the people listening to this that whatever that is for you, Mm -hmm. whether it's visual or words or images or it is what it is for you yeah. and to just allow that guidance from your inner self, your mm-hmm. true inner self yeah. to flow. The nudges, the mm-hmm. hints, the gut, whatever those senses are that say, hey, maybe let's do this or that. Every one of those is spirit guide intuition. Just like mm-hmm. you said, it's all the same thing, different vocabulary. All the same thing. So you are aware in your spiritual life right now? Where are you wanting to go? What have you learned from all of this? And we're always growing or going backwards. So what has been your current awareness? Well, um, you know, we all have ebb and flows. And just because I'm a teacher doesn't mean I don't struggle. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean I don't stumble. And I have a bunch of tools. I have a ton of tools and I teach people how to use all of these tools. And yet every now and then we forget to use our tools or because we've changed our tools work a little different. Mm -hmm. So maybe the knife isn't quite as sharp and you either need to sharpen it or switch the blade, you know, like what do you need to do and how how do you need to shift that? And just within the last couple of weeks, I'm not even kidding you, just within the past couple of weeks, I have had this feeling that I needed to connect a little bit deeper, that I had been... It's not that I'm not a spiritual person because I am absolutely a spiritual person. And yet I think that at some points I've taken that for granted Mm -hmm. and not continued practicing Mm -hmm. and not continued growing, not continued bringing more knowledge and growth in. And so I just signed up with a metaphysical university so that I could learn more. And my spirit side, my guides, I can feel them like cheering, rooting, hollering, and I'm less it wasn't i was languishing mm-hmm. i was really languishing and struggling just a little bit so spiritually for me yeah i've got all these tools and i've got guides and i've got meditations and it's like yeah i got a great backpack and yet there was something missing and that missing was just a little additional study was I a little that. additional boost in knowledge right so spiritually i'm going back i'm going back to my roots mm-hmm. so that i can maybe till some more earth and grow some more beautiful flowers because why not? And we have to. I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I think of in in the big book of AA. It says we can't sit on our laurels. Mm-hmm. And that happens in recovery all the time where you think, oh, I've got this now. I've made it a certain distance. And whether it's you have an addiction or it's your spiritual recovery, as soon as you sort of sit back and think, I've got this, Mm -hmm. then life starts to come and rattle your cage a little bit. And and that's why it's a dedication to our spiritual practice. And I love the sponge analogy because we are soaking up, but sometimes you got to wring out the sponge of the stuff that is stagnant and Mm -hmm. old and not useful anymore, or belief systems that are outdated, 
or I love the changing the blade on your knife <laughs> because we we don't really think of that. And so then you can't continue to soak up new stuff if you still are holding on to beginnings of belief systems or changes. And so it's never ending. I find the exact same thing. I have to continue expanding and growing. And every time I sit back, <laughs> a little something, something comes and yeah. and shakes me up a little bit. You can sit back for just a little bit, mm -hmm. but any longer than that, and you start, you're kind of like rudderless. Sure, you're in the ocean and waters are calm, or maybe they're not. Or maybe they're not. That's amazing. I'm so excited. Yeah. You'll be a rev just like <laughs> just like me. Rev Crystal. I can't wait. Yeah. So I'm really just my whole being is excited about more growth, mm -hmm. you know, another shift and change. And I'm not kidding you guys. It's been hard. It's been rough. I've I've been under a cloud and it's not until I stopped and said, I'm going to add some more structure to my day and not only my adding structure, but I'm going to add more spiritual check-in to see where I'm at and where I want to go, mm -hmm. that my heart went, yeah, that's where we need to be. I got this. This is so good. It's so, so good. I'm so excited. Yeah. Rev Rachel's fault, because she's the one who told me about it. And You've been so inspiring and encouraging, and I've been so grateful for it, because every little tidbit, every little, hey, have you tried this or have you tried that? It all has snowballed and grown and like, oh, I just want to keep you whole in my heart all the time. <laughs> like, I feel that way about you. So aren't we lucky? <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that I love is that when I listen to your podcast, I always get something from it. You have this gift of bringing really great people on. You do a lot more interviews than I do. I don't do as many interviews, but you always have people that teach me something. And then your one on yourself, your with yourself interviews, one-on-ones with you are always amazing. And, and I also love that you are so great at helping people figure out how to meditate. That isn't hard. I mean, your lead-in is like, breathe in, breathe out. Did you breathe? That's a meditation. I love that. It just gives you permission to not have to think it has to be hard. I'm all about breaking down the bullshit. I'm mm -hmm. all about saying, no, 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 no. What is real? Okay. You may hear or believe that meditation has to look a certain way, but it doesn't have to look that way. Mm -hmm. It can look whatever works for you, whatever brings you peace in that moment. It doesn't have to look specific. And you can journal a completely different way. Is there something that you are stuck on and you're like, I can't do that because it has to look this way? Maybe look at it a different way and say, how can I shift that? I'm a firm believer in bucking against the system mm -hmm. and finding your own way and saying what really works for me. And if if one of my one-on-ones or one of my guest interviews helps inspire somebody to say, no, I'm trying it a different way, yeah, that's just been success. I know. Yeah. It's like, yes, I've done it. <laughs> yeah. So your podcast is Breathe In, Breathe Out. Yes. And it's on all the platforms, including Insight Timer, which is one of my favorite mm -hmm. meditation platforms. Yeah. That was that was all you. I got on Insight Timer because of you. And I am so grateful. And it's been so wonderful. It's been really. I love that app. Yeah. It's such a good app. Yeah. And then and that's on all the platforms. And you're actually way ahead of me in the podcasting because you have video on yours <laughs> when you do your guests on yeah. YouTube, which is fabulous. My YouTubes are still still pictures, but I'm working on it. I'm, you're teaching me how to do higher tech. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that was actually my husband's fault uh, because he told me that he likes to watch podcasts. He likes to see the micro movements in the faces mm. and see how people are relating with each other because you get a different story from what you're hearing by what you're seeing as well. And I was like, I was very reluctant. It's like, really? You don't have to see my face even more. Like, my face is out there enough. Why? Why? But I finally followed through and it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. I love yeah. watching your podcasts. <laughs> so that's good. And then you've got some courses available on your mm -hmm. website that what is the most popular course that you have? Oh, gosh. Um, I believe in helping people no matter what their price point is. So I have a lot of free stuff. So you can sign up for my weekly newsletter and you get journaling prompts in every single newsletter so that you can dive a little bit deeper into yourself and how you feel. So I'll give you a story or an insight that I've personally had, and then you'll have some journaling prompts to help you kind of mm. process through that. Mm -hmm. So that's free. 
absolutely free. You don't even have to worry about it. And then I have um, journaling cards that you can purchase from my online store. And my first course that I love people to do um, is called Intro to You. And it literally has, it has over four and a half hours worth of videos and guided meditations and 87 journaling prompts. And it's all about, let's help you get connected with your spiritual body, your mental body, your physical body, and your emotional body. How do they work with each other? How do they work against each other? What self-care do you need for them? How can you bring them in balance? It's an inexpensive course for an unbelievable amount of benefit that you can get out of it. And that's all online. It's self-guided. It's 10 modules. It's fantastic. But then I have in-person courses, which is illuminating connection. It's celebrating the relationship that you have. This is not your mother's couples course. This is, I'm going to brag about my partner and he's going to brag about me in return. And we're going to learn new vocabulary together. And we're going to learn how to communicate with each other. And we're going to learn about facets and how important they are. And it's just a beautiful, fun, enjoyable few days together. And then I also have another one that's called Sacred Pulse. Every one of us, we all live on this very cyclical planet. It is constantly shifting and changing. And I do not care what gender you are. You have cycles too. Mm. Think about the seasons. Think about sports seasons. Think about school. Think about work and the projects that are coming up and they're constantly going through this cycle, right? You also have a governing cycle. So Sacred Pulse teaches you how to recognize this over cycle that is kind of commanding everything and then all of the other little ones. And once you recognize it and you're able to find it, then you can plan for the times where you have less energy Mm, mm -hmm. and you can harness the energy when you've really got it. You'll learn when is best to go for it a raise at your job and you'll learn when it's best to clear your social calendar because it's time to have a little bit of a relaxing introspection time. I just love teaching people Those are tools. Fantastic. And I know now you've been thinking of other courses as well. Those courses are in person here at this beautiful retreat center that you have. Yeah. That I just love. And we both are always throwing out ideas with each other of ways that we can continue to connect. And your Instagram feed is amazing. You have great tips and your video reels. And I'm always inspired by all of your video stuff. And I love that for me, it really does encourage me and it doesn't give me like uh, I should be doing. I always think I love everything that she has. I'm so inspired. So you can go to Crystal Joukowsky and find her on Instagram and Facebook and her website is under her name. And I'll put all this stuff in the show notes as well so that you can have quick access. Thank you. I am so grateful for our friendship and I'm grateful that I listened to the guide that led me to pick up your card and step out in faith and put myself out there to reach out to somebody that I didn't know. And it's just brought me so much support and joy in my life. And I am thankful for you sharing your story with others about stepping out and finding yourself and being willing to step out of especially heavy expectations. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you for helping putting my voice out there. Thank you for listening and coming into my life because you have brought a lot of inspiration and peace at the same time. It's like, oh, yeah. And there have been so many times that after we've been together, I then go to my laptop and I'm journaling like mad about Mm. insights and things that, oh, Crystal, you know, you've been holding on to this for a long time. Maybe it's time to take it out of your brain and set it down Mm. and not carry it anymore. So I'm very grateful for you and all of your inspired suggestions and offerings because it really has helped me as well. So thank you. Thank you for letting me be here. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for being you and letting me be a part of your life. Thank you. Look at us. We just love each other so much. How sweet is that? Well, I hope that you'll check out all of her stuff because it really is amazing. And I just thank you for everything you have to offer and for loving me and seeing me. Thank you. And you're welcome. As I always say, until next time, namaste. Are you wondering, how do I go deeper on my path to soul recovery? Or... How do I support this great podcast? Well, here's how. Here's your call to action. If you're ready for real inner change, 
and would like to work directly with me, visit the website and book a coaching session. I'm here to support you on your unique path. I'm here to help you let go of the past, to deepen your connection with your higher power, whatever that is for you, and to discover and then step forward into a happy and healthy life. You can also become part of our soul recovery community. One way is to join the support group. It's the first Monday of every month. It's by Zoom from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and you can register on the website to get your Zoom link. Recover your souls on social media. Of course, there's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, lots of ways to connect. And there's even a private Facebook group that will allow for more communication and conversation about soul recovery. There is also an extra bonus episode every Friday if you are an Apple Podcast subscriber or Patreon member. I'd also love all of the listeners to subscribe on the website so that I can keep you informed on what's going on with the podcast, the community, with me, and anything that's up and coming and new and great about soul recovery. Also, if you just take a little bit of time to give me five stars, a quick review, and to share the podcast with your friends and family, we're helping even more people to have soul recovery in their lives. If this podcast is providing you spiritual nourishment and inspiration, thank you, thank you for going to the website and pushing the donate button, whatever donation feels right to you. This means so much to me because I have this enormous mission of sharing soul recovery with the world and your donations, your bookings, your subscriptions, your being part of this community is helping that to happen. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.